Welcome to another deep dive episode of Hell in a Cell Phone, where I am so excited to talk about what we're talking about today. I love this so much, and um, I feel like last time we did the uh, the live recording, Bob was like, oh, oh, you love this to something, Eric? Yes, we all love this. I know that. It's great. It's incredible. It's one of the best moments from the Attitude Era. We're talking about the escalating feud between Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, we are seeing a series of not only first, but we are seeing some of the most famous, most replayed, most beloved things happening boom, 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 week after week. It is wild. I thought of these things as happening like over the span of three weeks, three weeks between pay-per-views, and um, it just keeps escalating. Yeah. I mean, should we... Leading up to this, we've seen the Mr. McMahon character grow. This feud has been boiling and boiling and boiling. Austin is red hot right now. And it's sort of like, where are they going to take this? Yeah. And boy, did they take it places. <laughs> a lot of places. There's, I mean, God, I, I feel like, um, so I watched it maybe last week. Uh, so it'll be helpful for me and maybe for our listeners to let's run through like a, a overarching idea of like what happened. Well, we have to start with what happened at the end of our last pay-per-view, which was uh, Breakdown? Breakdown. Breakdown. Breakdown, yes. As you all know from our last episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for the people, they're like, why do you have no memories? Like, yeah. it, it was just last week. Yeah. You have <laughs> to understand that we're like Dr. Manhattan with wrestling. We're experiencing it at all times. I think I made, have I made that joke every you episode? No, you, only, you made that during the uh, the Facebook Live thing. Oh, so yes. only like our five like psycho Hardcore. fans that we love more than everybody else. Be better, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Get um, on their level. But yeah, so we are, uh, at the end of Breakdown, we had both Kane and The Undertaker pinning Stone Cold Austin at the same time, right? Uh, so then Vince McMahon runs in, grabs the belt, and says the only thing that he wanted was to make sure that Austin was no longer the champion. Cut to the next night. Everybody's in the ring. We've got uh, Vince. We've got the Stooges. Kane and The Undertaker are called out, and Vince McMahon is here to award the WWF Championship to the person of his choice. We have police surrounding the place, surrounding the arena. Austin is not to be allowed in. We all know if there's one thing Austin loves is being told not to do things. It's like the guy in the, the song Signs who uh, jumps over the fence and says, what gives you the right? Yeah, yeah. It's true. He he really he stands up against all of the men. Uh so he not only stands up, he rides up on the top of a Zamboni, driving through the barricade, driving through <laughs> the lights, driving all the way to the ring in this open air machine with no protection and no covering for him for anyone else. In a high speed chase at fifteen miles an hour. <laughs> but I don't know. Are you gonna jump in front of a Zamboni and try and stop him? No, I <laughs> I saw Austin Powers. It could go Doesn't as Doesn't the guy get flattened? <laughs> it could go as that slow was a as you want. Steamroller. Okay. Same thing. I think it's... yeah, I think a lot of the same mechanics apply. Yeah. I mean a a the Zamboni is going to push you to the side, I feel, whereas a steamroller is going to... Is... Oh, I don't know. I think I still think a, a Zamboni would uh, crush you below it. Wait, you think it just like, it just gently like moves you over? I... Like, Excuse me, sir. Okay. It's got no, that cattle no. thing at the front like a train. <laughs> I, take it, I take it back, though, but there's no underneath to the Zamboni. It's just going to push you ahead. You're going to get fucked up, but... Th isn't there something underneath? That's the whole point of a Zamboni, like, is there, that there's something no, underneath. I, I think it goes, like, the front of a Zamboni, I'm, I want to say, goes all the way down. 
Yeah, which is why I think it would crush you. You think it would be able to get you yes. underneath and go I think over? It would, I, would, yes. I think it would push you down. You think it would push you down and just just push and the, drag you? And push your it, soul. I think it forward? just pushes you no, forward. No way. Yeah. That's like getting hit by. It's like getting hit by a truck. I mean, like a very slow moving yeah, truck is like not going to move you, you out of the what? way. It's going to uh, crush you. Well, who was it uh, in Cheers? I think it was um, Carl Carla's husband, Eddie uh, Guy Lembeck. Oh, Lebec. Lebec. He got killed by a Zamboni. So if it's in Cheers. But I I feel like it was the brunt force of him getting hit by the Zamboni and not him going underneath the Zamboni. Well, I don't think a Zamboni you can really open up and then start doing 60 on the open road. So I think we were seeing a Zamboni at its max speed in this segment. All I know, where is the Mythbusters for this? (laughs) For this one thing that I've just decided to be true here at the start of this episode. Yeah, we're going to need a lot of... uh, Test subjects, just people that we can kill with, try to kill with Zamboni. Either way, I'm not suggesting anyone should jump in the way of a moving Zamboni, but I'm saying it runs into the side of the ring and it just kind of stays there. And then Austin has to leap over to Vince, who is at the other side of the ring. That image of seeing him run up the front of that Zamboni and dive over all of those people is so badass. You're like, no wonder why everyone was like, this guy's amazing. Like, how could you not love that? And the story they're telling, and it's one we've seen so many times trying to repeat it infinitely. If this blue collar guy, this like proud redneck and this billionaire boss that everybody wants to get revenge on. I mean, it's such a perfectly told story with like the most authentic real stakes. Do you remember at this time there was an ad for Sunday Night Heat, which was on at 7 p.m. on Sundays, um, apart from 60 Minutes, and they had the ticking and it goes, why does this man hate his boss? (laughs) It was about Steve Austin? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Were those those real cops that were in the ring that he jumped over? Or were you... I would think not. I didn't see it. That that the rule is usually if they take bumps, they're wrestlers. They don't take bumps, they're not. They look like they were not wrestlers. Usually, I feel like you can tell because you like you're like, oh, all these. Usually, cops aren't uniformly in their late twenties and all hot. (laughs) Like that's not usually. I don't know how many Chicago PD guys you know, but I don't think they all happen to be hot twenty somethings with like wrestler bodies. Uh, These guys look like they were like real cops. (laughs) I don't know Chicago PD people on purpose. So I want to. I was hoping we could break this down um, before we move to the next part because yeah, I had a lot of stuff on this. I think we should go night by night. Great. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I thought the whole championship belt ceremony thing was great. There was commentary that sounded like CNN on election night. <laughs> they were like vamping. They're like, he's got these belts. What's he going to do? You know, who knows what he, what he could possibly decide? Well, there's only two decisions. Oh, or actually a third, which is not. Yeah. Um, then also my favorite thing is they have they do the entrances for Undertaker and they do and, and for Kane and so like for Kane was it Kane who comes out first? I think so. Don't remember. Anyway, don't remember, yeah. they do this thing where they like the lights go out, then Kane, you know, then like the first one comes and the music's on and everyone's going crazy and then the lights come on and they're there and then they're like the lights go out again. I'm like, why turn the lights on and off? <laughs> just like keep the lights out. Just like just. You know, you're you're killing the electricity. My dad would be so upset. Wait, does it kill the electricity more to flip it on and off? I think it's worse to turn the. It takes more electricity to keep to turn something on and off than it does to keep it running. Hey, learning something new. 
Also, um, uh, Vince says, the two of you single-handedly covered Austin. And that's not how single-handedly works. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I really want to know. Okay, so everything goes according to plan. What does Vince McMahon do? He's like, "Uh, I'm going to cut the belt in half and... And I'm going to give half to each of you. Nice. And then Kane is going to be like, no, no, I would rather the Undertaker has this. Like, ah, Kane, you are the one who should have it all along. In my notes, I have he should offer to cut the championship in half. <laughs> so we're on the same page with that. I got to get up to the acting in this, too. I mean, like, as much as Vince McMahon has been pilloried for very good reasons over the years, man, he can perform. I mean, like, yeah. and we're in, in, in these future weeks, the, the next coming oh. things we're going to talk about. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, his actual performance is is really e- good. It's equally responsible for Austin's rise as Austin, sure. anything Austin mm-hmm. did. The fact mm-hmm. that he had this foil to play against, who's so hateable and has a character mm-hmm. that he amps up so to camp levels is, yeah. I mean, it's stupendous television. Um, I I, I felt that uh, Austin coming in on the Zamboni felt a little bit like Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because did he need to come in at a Zamboni? No. Oh, but should he have come in a yes. Zamboni? A hundred percent, yes. Yes. Would I? Would I want it any other way? Two Zambonis, <laughs> maybe towing another Zamboni, to- a Zamboni towing Vince's car. Sure, I'd love that. Any of that. I, I mean, mean, he he fucks with the car later, so it's fine. I would watch Austin ride a steer to the ring. <laughs> I would watch him on a tricycle. I would watch this. There's not a single vehicle. Would you watch him racing to the stadium <laughs> against the Godwins? What is faster, a Zamboni uh, <laughs> or a horse? Which is, and which is more likely to kill you? Uh, well, the, the thing with a horse is it will actually nudge you out of the way every time as, as it's running towards you. Cavalry, that's why they, they cut through the infantry. They were like, excuse me, one side, sir. Step aside. On your left. Um. Okay, and then I went. Okay, so they take Austin away in handcuffs. Um, he's giving the he's flipping the bird as he's going away. They're taking him away. Uh, anyone else hate his stupid bad to the bone shirt? Um, wait, is that the because there there was a shirt he's been wearing in the last couple of weeks that was uh like it had a blood it was, it was like, like blood, blood from a stone no or something? blood from a stone one I've it's been good. on eBay all this week yeah, that's looking for a great that's a shirt. very great good shirt because it's got on the back it's got the image of him from WrestleMania 13 um yes. and then the bloody Austin 316 oh why they sell so many things in the WWE shop why is that one not there no this is the it says bad to the bone on it and on the back it has like a I want to call it a bone snake oh boy like it it's a, a like a coiled mass of bones with like a head at the top of it. I don't know if we've seen this design yet. I honestly don't think this counts as a spoiler. Uh, but my least favorite Austin design, and it's a very popular one, is the one where he has actual rattlesnakes for arms. <laughs> yes. I, I yes. hate it. Yeah, so Aaron brought that one up before. Uh. I hate it so much. It's the least cool thing about Steve Austin. Bone ter- snake. That looks Wait, like something. It, it's a. That looks like something someone made in detention in high school. Oh, uh, this looks like a a reject from an Iron Maiden album cover. <laughs> like this was supposed to a lot be of overlap. Any the skeleton? Things. It looks like that No Bullet Club logo that dropped oh. today. Oh, I haven't checked, but it's bad. It's bad. Well, don't worry. I mean, uh, Anderson and Gallows are pretty boring anyway. Are they still in it? Oh no, this oh, is no. the OC. This is this is the actual like Bullet Club. Oh, like, the bullet club like from New Japan. New Japan? Yeah. Oh. Someone on Twitter called it an XFL logo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, like, it's so cheesy and bad. 
Um, okay, one last thing. When so when um Austin's being taken away, uh Vince says something like, uh, I hope your I hope your cellmate lets you know like that, you know, you're you know, whatever, that you're you're in trouble, whatever. You know what I mean? Like he said, like, uh, you know, have, I hope your cellmate fills you in on this. I like the idea of like of Austin being in the prison and like being in a cell while his cellmate is like watching TV and he just turns to him. He's like, Hey man, I think he's talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) You want to, you want to check in on this? Like, I don't know. Maybe Austin will watch the TV too. That was after his, you go to jail, you go to jail, you son of a bitch. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I was also kind of annoyed by JR's insistence to continually call it a Zamboni machine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did he call it? It's a Zamboni machine. Machine, not it's like Zamboni. a pizza pie. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just a little redundant to me, Jr. Economy of words. You, you literally talk for a living. I mean, Jr. is the kind of person that that old Dunkin' Donuts campaign about uh, we don't speak Fritalian applies. You know what I mean? When I, when, you guys remember Dunkin' I Donuts? I do not know that. No, this one. is fairly recently. Okay. Dunkin' Donuts had a whole campaign that was like anti Starbucks, and it was uh-huh. basically like it started out with like Grande, Venti, Frappuccino, <laughs> and they're like. In uh, what is that French, Italian, Fritalian? Here at Dunkin' Donuts, we don't speak Fritalian. It was like so anti-intellectual and stupid. I like how you go. You started with it reminds me of that old Dunkin' Donuts thing, <laughs> you know, from a couple weeks ago. No, like, no, no. no. I fuck? feel like that was like a maybe like probably like uh, I, I want to say it was probably like a uh, George W. era kind of thing when everybody hated the intel the intelligent class. <laughs> it sounds like an Italian fraternity. <laughs> it's a sigma alpha gamma, eh? Hey, I'm rushing the Fritalian this weekend. <laughs> that was. Good. I think the guy who won the circle <laughs> yeah. identifies as a Fritalian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saving that and elevating that. Uh, yeah, I had nothing. For and that. then it just gets even better. I was really concerned this. that this clip was 20 minutes long, and I was like, uh oh. But boy, when I wanted another 20 hours of it. It delivered <laughs> the handicap match. Well, there's a lot to unpack. Even when Austin's gone and we're just back then, we come back and McMahon is still somehow determined to go through with this whole pageantry <laughs> of the ceremony. And I have to say, we had talked about the Taker's under um, eyebrow ring a few times. Uh-huh. And at this point, it truly looks like it's being rejected by his face. It is a full, like, it is pushing <laughs> it is inches infection. off his face, which is probably why you should not be wrestling with a freshly pierced eyebrow. Should not be doing ed- wrestling with a freshly done anything. Yeah, I mean, like it. Lo- it truly looked infected and terrible. He goes as far as I'm concerned. It's like dealing with the handicap. Just got real dark. Dealing with both of you. <laughs> um, no, keep so, in mind I'm he's so- talking. I'm sorry, I giggled right there. I was just thinking of the fact that did Vince like plan in a full half hour, forty five minutes of his wrestling program to deal with the championship here yeah he was the the ceremony if you look at at the raw running order first 40 minutes of the show is just going to be nothing but me presenting this award to one man right but not but not doing that and also you know let's take about 10 minutes for a good dressing down You guys, it's time to have a uh, a performance review. But in a lot of ways, that's what a megalomaniac would do. I mean, yeah. he'd he'd spend forty five minutes screaming next to his helicopter. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. what they do. So it makes it makes sense of that character. I think those stepping back. What's insane if you think about if we were talking very literally about what we're watching, it's like oh. Well, after a billionaire was jumped by one of his employees who jumped off of a Zamboni to get him, well, then he called two actual demons handicapped somehow. And it was like, <laughs> it's like and that's what's happening in this company. 
Like he, he's just like you guys are not living up to your promise. Also, like what about Undertaker? Like I understand like ragging on Kane. I understand like the dig. Kane, on Kane. seems like the dumber of the two. Yeah, honestly. I, I get like Ooh, why Eric because he can't speak. I, I, I'm sorry. You mean because he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't cut a promo. He just kind of stands around and looks at people. I haven't seen like true he's, flashes of brilliance. Uh, Kane's, Kane's got Kane's a little not, bit of a, of mice and men quality too. Wait, I mean, Kane's not, the headcock. It's the headcock that always. Yeah. Kane's not dead, is he? No, 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 no. He's just, a just burned, burned alive. He's just, but but with powers from hell. Of course. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, just sure, make, sure. I just wanted to make sure we weren't exaggerating. Sorry, we're not being ableist against the alive <laughs> yeah. uh, or the dead, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah. So he takes a chance to tell them one's handicapped of the mind, one's handicapped of the body. Um, Which also, Kane is not handicapped of the body. He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah, no, he's doing quite well. He's for incredibly, himself. he's incredibly capable. Is it because he can't show more skin? <laughs> Kane, what we really need is you to get a little sexier. Yeah, um, we want to book you for one of the evening gown matches or bra and panties match, Kane. But listen, you got to bring something to this. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So then it, they tell him to watch yourself. They turn around, and Vince just has to do the double bird to again the dead man and the demon who he's sharing a ring with right now, as if they might not turn around and catch that, and he might not catch a whole lot of shit for that but honestly i bought that i bought and there's a lot of things they like sell things you're like well no one that's like not function at the top of your intelligence or whatever as they say in yeah. improv but i i feel like i bought it in the sense so much like vince is so unhit he's so power mad right now he's so horny that he just got austin in a cop car that he he feels fucking untouchable of course he doesn't totally. he's not afraid of, of the undertaker he's like i fucking fired you know I, I, or I, i'll you know, fire you listen I'll undertaker, you i will i will fire you you will get, get a couple weeks severance because i'm fair this is going in your permanent record right <laughs> well if you look at my permanent record you'll see my attendance and so i think i might have a wrongful termination suit on my hands <laughs> you are at an at-will state Undertaker. What's nuts is, is like, just take a minute. That played out in a storyline fairly recently, if you recall, of like firing and lawyers and like legal, like OSHA complaint shit. With, I think Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. And it's man, but this was great, and I, I well, bought it. On, I, no, it's like the the thousand monkeys at a thousand typewriters. Given WWE <laughs> long enough, they're gonna do every single storyline at some point. Um, I have a note, and I don't remember why I wrote it, but I just wrote, "Who pulled Taker's hair?" Did someone pull Taker's hair? Oh, that's from the... Oh, that's so after... So what happens is after he makes the insult, after he they catch him with a finger, there's a fight. As the fight breaks out, Undertaker starts wailing on McMahon. Now, while Undertaker's wailing on McMahon, the Stooges are trying vaguely to get involved because that's they want it. that to happen. Mm -hmm. And Kane is on the outside, and the camera work was not good during this, I don't think. I mean, yes, like it was great because it, it captured Undertaker, the important thing, which is Undertaker taking the shit out of Vince, which truly I did not want to look away from, so I'm glad. But while that's happening, Kane is on the outside taking out the Stooges, Slaughter, Briscoe, Patterson. So there was one of them that was grabbing Undertaker's hair. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, now I remember. Um, going into the, the uh, fucking up of, of Vince, that stairs bump uh, is very, I found it very funny because I like, I think it must've been the camera angle or something, but you can see exactly where the stairs hit the other stairs. And I'm like, Oh, did he shatter his foot or shattered? shattered yeah. Fully shattered. Uh, it's liquid. He literally, you, you can literally see the corner of the stairs 
hitting the stairs. And I was like, Eric, I'll tell you what, man, I was blinded by the magic of it. Just seeing this guy get his fucking comeuppance. And and I knew it was coming. I knew everything that was coming. And I was still on the edge of my seat through the whole thing. Because he sells the shit out of it. And yeah, and you know, um, starting by selling the leg injury from when Austin got him to begin with. And so at first, I... I was like remembering the uh, what's going to be coming up next week. And I was like, it's not just from that. Like, it can't just be from that. And then just e- everything else happening so beautifully. Um, the way Vince holds his leg in tension after it's hit with the stairs. Beautiful. The way yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it does look, it looks fucked up. I don't it know what he's up. doing, he, but he like, like holds twisting it. twisting his, yeah. yeah. He like knows the trick to make it look like it truly is fucked up. I mean, it's <laughs> he's impressive. Just, he's just turning his leg a little bit, but. Whoa. But, yeah, this guy. But he's selling it <laughs> with his actor. face. No, and he's yeah. holding it at a tension that uh-huh. very, is, is super intentional. Like yeah. he is the Carney King and he knows all the little tricks. I am the Carney King. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love the the little bit of mankind that we see in this part where he just comes in with the soda. Eric, how much better? Like, we've all loved mankind from the first episode we recorded. Yeah. How much better is the mankind character getting? He's, okay, it's super interesting because, like, I liked the mankind character in the beginning. We all did. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of, you know, mysterious and, and a little bit crazy. Now he's taking on a, like a full comic relief effect and like it is working. It oh, is yeah. it's so fun because like it, this is that's the way you have to take it. You can't it's just like with the fiend. You can't have a guy like you know go to 10 and then go to 11 and then go to 12. You can't keep heightening. So you have to go in a different direction and and it has to be like all right, we know mankind's weird. But like, let's take the weird in a different angle. Now we're familiar with mankind. What's a way that that like? What's a way to play with the mankind game in a way where it's like fresh? So now it's like he knows everybody. He's trying to be socialized, I suppose. And so now we get his like weird ass attempts to just to like be around other people. And we've got Vince as now like this surrogate father figure that he's trying so hard to impress yeah like so much better than when he was doing it as dude love but it feels like a continuation of that story sure so like everything the foundation has been laid and it's also great because it feels like such a more uh there's so much more mick in this Mm, yeah 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 and that's it and because like mick foley is a very intelligent very funny guy yeah and so like being able i mean like like we will see throughout this period and continue to see today the more that the performers are able to bring of them authentic selves into the character, the better it always is. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think at this point now, like looking at it, I feel like everybody who works in an office has a mankind in their office. Like every, <laughs> there's a, there's a mankind for, you know, for every office where a mankind for all seasons, <laughs> but you know, like it's like, it's that person who like really means well, but you're like, what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> it's always like an office manager. It's like always like the person who's in charge of like everyone's birthday. And right, they're like, right. what? Oh yeah. They we... make, they, yeah. Like they, they totally mean well, but you're like, what is I, the way you process stuff is extremely different from the way I do. So then it gets even better next week as we go live via satellite to the hospital room that Vince McMahon is in. I want apple juice. <laughs> Give me apple juice, not not this cranberry juice. Just the idea of this spoiled billionaire billionaire who's 
receiving this top of the line medical care, I'm sure just every single wanting every single one of his demands fulfilled that moment as though there's not a hundred other patients probably on that on the floor of the like strip mall office space where this <laughs> yeah this was again once again they i think they probably saved a lot of money by using porn sets like, oh for sure <laughs> I, I think hospital like medical and hospital stuff i'm always fascinated when they're shot on something like this because i think it's production wise a very interesting thing to pull off to like look realistic and whatever but well, I mean, yeah, there are, I think there are a lot of places that just look like, um, uh, like administrative yeah. or like, yeah, like, you know, it's just like, I don't know, like not decorated walls and people are exactly. like, oh, okay, this is, this is definitely a hospital. They don't care here. You put a few, you put like an IV hanging bag and a, and a, right. and a, and a gurney and you're like, it's a hospital. Yeah. All you need is the, the heart monitor beep and literally anywhere Which, seems like a hospital. They the heart monitor beep was used to perfection. Yes. Perfection. Yes. A small, like, name a little detail like this that we get outside of The Fiend. Mm -hmm. It's just, they they don't do it. They don't don't do that level of nuance, um, flourish, artistry. Yeah, and so just to, you could tell exactly how upset McMahon was by the heart monitor getting more and more rapid. Yeah, it was was a straight up comedic moment. It was, it was, it was like broad, broad level um three stooges comedy but it, it added to the tension it added to the tension of the scene because it's this it's 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 like almost like a metronome and all of a sudden like you can't help like bot like physiologically responding to that increasing beeping noise like it feels anxious and the booze from the audience like it's it's easy to evoke sympathy from a hurt person but there is no sympathy there is no quarter to be given to vincent kennedy mcmahon no it's bloodlust they're like suffer, kill him. <laughs> um, and so he's there. He's talking to the to the. I guess not a doctor. I guess it's a nurse. nurse. Um, and the nurse is like, "You have a visit. Someone's here to see you. They're very big. They're intimidating everyone." Obviously, Vince is worried that it's Austin, uh-huh. and that's when we start hearing the heart monitor really like pick up the pace. Yeah. The look on his face when he hears he has a visitor and that it's a big man. You just see absolute genuine fear on this man's face. And again, this is writing. This yeah. is like audience expectation. This is building the suspense. Because the audience so is, is waiting for it to be Austin. Yes. So yeah. the tension of this of like, there's a visitor, and you're like, is it him? Is it him? It can't be him already. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, just so cool and intentional and written. And who is it? It's mankind. Uh, it's Edge. <laughs> uh, it's Savio Vega. Mankind comes in. He he brings him like chocolates, and he says, "Vinny's got, <laughs> Vinny's a, sweet got a sweet tooth,", tooth. <laughs> which is hilarious. And then he brings a clown, an actual clown who does definitely make some balloon animals. A real clown who still clowns today. Uh, <laughs> that's what I like to call some of my friends. Real clowns who clown today. Well. Accurate. <laughs> uh, good old Yerple. You know anything else about Yerple? Uh, just that apparently like was like adamant about being like, uh, I am not a woman or a person. I'm a clown. Like very like is like method about clowning. Uh, which I'm I think not is a very person. I'm a fucking clown. Because because uh, mankind is like, oh, I got a lady here for you, Vince. And and of course, we're all thinking it's the, the attitude era. We're going to see some titties. And then nope, it's a clown in a big purple dress. But Yerple's husband's also a clown. Uh, they still are clowning in Michigan if you're looking for a kid's party. And this is not the last we'll see of Yerple over the years. Not even just with the story. Like we'll be, It's almost like um, the therapist that they go back to often in, in modern day WWE when there's like a tension in a tag team but story. But good. 
but but I'm excited to see this one. <laughs> Would you say that she's part of the sane clown posse? <laughs> <laughs> no, but just because there's only one of her. Well, she's a and member of the yeah. same. Yeah, she and her husband are the same. How posse. many is a posse? Like, how many do you need to have a posse? Is like it at least four. three? Okay. Mm. Well, I, I don't know how many well, are insane clown. There's only two in the insane clown posse. Yes, but, but the but actually, yeah, I guess the insane clown posse in- includes the the entire army. I want to say then that you need at least five to form a posse. Ooh. So posse is almost like it's like uh, I would use posse and gang interchangeably. Yeah. For that. yeah. Because, well, I mean, because like the original posse was like we- westerns, right? Like if where you're... you had to you had to take out a a, a criminal. If you're gonna string up somebody who doesn't want to be strung up, wait. I think we should we should back we should co- qualify this a little. <laughs> if bit. you are going to to uh, go after an outlaw who <laughs> is. <laughs> A a convicted <laughs> uh, by yeah. a jury somebody of somebody because the posse isn't gonna isn't gonna do that. But uh, oh boy, oh, we're sweating. not pro posse here. I'm sweating. <laughs> You're gonna string out someone who don't belong there. <laughs> okay, Aaron, I think you've officially been watching too much Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, he's a rustler of cattle. <laughs> he's white, guys. He's white. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, okay, so first of all, I think this is... Uh, the one thing I wrote was, this is definitely a work because we know Vince loves clowns, right? Like, he must love clowns. Yeah, but he likes dirty clowns. You know what I mean? He wants, like, a like a clown from, like, a red light district kind of show. Like, shoot, right. like the clowns he sees don't work with balloons. They work with ping pong balls. Or the, the flower shoots come in your face. <laughs> yeah. Rub your ass on that pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Vince's personal clown this is also by the way around the time where uh steve austin destroys the feed with an axe Ooh, that's really fun <laughs> he i mean i was like i was like how did they do it how did they work it because obviously he can't be there's no way they're gonna have him go to an electrical cord yeah and like like hit it with a with a metal axe yeah uh i assumed it was something where like when he hit there were things that were yeah. meant to give off sparks yeah for Very sure. Cool. Again, beautifully done. Yeah, I like that he's just like, I don't even want him, I don't even want this guy broadcasting from his hotel room, well, from his hospital room. And Yeah, and also that way it gives him a chance to make a sneak attack a bit more easily, cover his tracks. Yeah, yeah. That if they start reporting on him being missing from the arena, suddenly... Oh, because I think they were was, saying it was, it was like Vince's cuts both ability ways. to see. I yeah. Think, yeah, because otherwise that's how we saw the rest. Right, I thought it was our ability to see Vince... It it was a little confusing to me because at one point the 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 feed cut out and I was like oh we're seeing our feed of seeing Vince cuts I wasn't I sure guess it's it was... probably it's probably both ways but then we see it later I mean like it. let's not okay. I don't think we yeah. I, I think we're thinking about this more than Vince Russo did so uh so then Vince hates this woman for absolutely no reason <laughs> yes um which again it's just so I fucking hate this guy I hate him. In- all the best ways. Mean to the nicest clown. <laughs> At which point, oh, shit, we didn't even mention, we get the first appearance of another important character in all of this, this Mr. Sacco. Mr. Sacco! Was that the first appearance? I think it sure so. sure was. Yeah. Damn. This is an idea that was cooked up between Mick Foley and Al Snow, actually. Of course. Which makes a lot get of sense. Those two, of course. Get those two. Get, get rid of Paul Heyman. Get, well, Raw's doing well. Get yeah. those two to write Smackdown. I mean, give this to a podcast. I do. I want to hear that, man. Um, um, by the way, I I was uh now that you know 
bringing back mankind into this, I feel like you know you were talking about how uh, Stone Cold and um, and Austin are kind of like this like this dyad, right? That like w- they both became bigger and bigger and bigger, and and they both fed. Neither can each die other. while the other lives. Yes. right. <laughs> um, I think I think mankind kind of fits in as a little bit of the triad there because like you've got you've got Austin and 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 uh, Vince going at each other. And then you've got mankind serving as this like third axle or or third you know third there's, leg. There's going to be a lot of axles that come into play with their over the course of their epic rivalry. Yeah, man, mankind's kind of like the fool, which just made me think. I feel like at some point one of our mini stoves should be us ranking the major arcana of the tarot as far as WWF. Wrestlers. If you think that's not the most up my fucking alley <laughs> thing you've ever said. We're going to do that. We're going to do the Muppets. Watch this space. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, this whole thing is great. Sokka is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's the kind of thing that becomes just indelible. It's associated with Mick Foley for his life. Uh, one day, many, 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 many years from now, when Mick Foley shuffles off this mortal coil, people will be leaving socks on his grave. Many, many, many years from now. Well, then the the socks I've been leaving on graves for now have been very much ahead <laughs> very, of the time. Very inappropriate, actually. Yeah, no, no, very listen, inappropriate. I am just ahead of my time. So then we get the actual attack. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we've got a doctor in the room who's looking over a chart. Then we know we know immediately who this is. Austin is then on top of him, pummeling him in the face, not hitting him at all. Nobody gives a shit. But then when he goes for the foot and he starts pounding the foot and Vince is selling the entire time that he is in the most excruciating pain. I mean, he's going full Joaquin Phoenix. He does not care what he looks like. His his little his little tiny, tiny whiteies are all over the place. He has no problem debasing himself and humiliating himself for the sake of this story. Well, because before that, he hits him on the head with the bedpan, rolls off of the gurney, exposing his underwear to yeah. everyone. Well, it's funny you bring up Joaquin Phoenix. I was going to say Austin pulled a joker. He was like, you know, like in uh, Didn't in, see the, that movie. in the Dark Knight. No, no, no. Oh, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, in the Dark Knight, where he like comes in as the nurse, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, like we see his tidy whiteies. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's also like, it's funny how it starts and just elevates and heightens and heightens and heightens to a degree that becomes cartoonish. Yeah, where yeah. like. The defibrillator. Okay, let's start. I don't want to, I'm not ready to move on to the bedpan yet. Okay, bedpan. Because uh, the bedpan was a shoot. The bedpan, so like Austin is just grabbing shit around and he really grabbed a real bedpan and really smacked the shit out of Vince McMahon with it. So that sound is a bedpan hitting a cranium? That is, uh, and like hard. Like that is a, that was a shoot. That was, Did he, he hit the shit out of the hospital after? <laughs> well, luckily he was already in a hospital. Um, He's like, take me to the real one. <laughs> So then he hits him with the defibrillator, and again, just the look on his face, like that's what somebody who gets hit with a defibrillator would look like. I fully believe it. Wait. They would also probably like be burned on the chest and all that. No, right? they would be, it would stop their heart. Which it did. I mean, and that's the thing. The sound mix on this also deserves like a special Emmy, like technological achievement kind of thing. Because they have the yeah, like like Liza, Liza with an L. It's the you know <laughs> no, best Eric, choreography. For no, this. Erica, defibrillator starts your heart. 
Mm, I don't know. Did you ever watch Flatliners? Also, like, not while you're not if it's already beating okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's the whole thing uh, with it is that like the sound of the defibrillator warming up, like that tone of like mm-hmm. like that yeah. stuff, like the the and like the the flatline of the, and, but his, of his the face monitor. after he gets hit is like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then I mean, I didn't need the whatever that was shoved up his ass at the end. Definitely an oh, IV. Oh, you you didn't you didn't want the the anal penetration? No, weird. Okay, I, I didn't. I, I mean, it was not as fun to watch it become like a sexual assault. That wasn't my favorite part of it, and like the cheap laugh that came off it. But eh, uh, I was okay with it. I was okay with it then. I'm okay. Well, with you know it what? Now. I almost would have been more happy with it if it was a different thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a weird. I was like. That first of all, it doesn't even look that big. No offense. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's a needle. Was it the needle? It wasn't a needle. It was just yeah, a just t- IV needle. No, it was just a tube. I it was just a tube. He took the tube off. So it was just like, I mean, I know obviously he wasn't going to use a needle, period, but I mean, I don't think he was even trying to sell the needle. No, okay. it wasn't stabbing it was him. Just I think it was just like, I'm going to. So wait, give all you he an did enema. was rub it because he's still wearing underwear at this yeah. point. So all I'm going to do is like probe. Well, I think the idea was that it, he was gonna he did it so hard it would puncture the yeah. underwear and go straight into his boom boom. It's very much like oh the technical term. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's We're very... in a medical facility. I'm using the medical terminology. Okay. <laughs> Yerpel would be would be very upset. Uh. Yeah. No. It's very much the like I shove that where the sun don't shine. Like literally. Which like okay sure, but not really. I mean, I I would have liked it better if it if if literally he took like something that was. I don't know, like an enema of some kind or uh-huh. whatever, or a suppository or something that like at least makes a little sense. A suppository uh, is though like a, I, I know. I, I'm trying to think off the top of yeah, my head like what would make sense like, to put I don't up know, there. Like, like when a like the, the a colonoscopy specular, yeah, or like a colonoscopy thing yeah. or like, but it just seemed like a, a, a random hard, thing. a hard piece of metal. But something the diameter of a pencil, and I was like, mm, "Honey, that's a sterile medical dildo." Yeah, yeah, I would like something like you know a little oh, heft. The doctor's dildo. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, excuse me, we're gonna we're just gonna. Check we your prostate now. All know how doctors work, Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like <laughs> I also had the thought, this is probably what millionaires worry is gonna happen with Medicare for all. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, do you think Dr. Dildo is definitely the name of an improv team? Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Hey guys, we're Dr. Dildo, and only need you to get started is so a two-word suggestion. <laughs> Suck it. Doing two prob. Hey. I think also something I really loved about that whole installment is there's no arena noise pumped in there's no commentary happening so it feels so different than what you're watching ever on wwe even usually when they do backstage stuff remotes you hear the crowd noise and you hear the commentary team on it this was literally like dropping into a web series i didn't even realize it yeah wow and it's like a it felt really different it felt a lot more like the hospital room attacks that i watch like this (laughs) The series that I have of hospital room oh, attacks. When like, hospitals attack. Yeah, it, it's like I, you guys have faces of death. I just have faces <laughs> of the infirmed. And they just, it's just people just get pummeled. It reminds me of like Adult Swim uh, Children's Hospital. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. watching all of a sudden a different show in a good way. Good variety. I enjoyed it. But same show, different week. The next week starts with Vince arriving in his prized Corvette, which we've never seen before. Oh, it's of his collection. Yeah. What is we, he gonna show you his whole fucking collection? <laughs> no, we just we never ever mentioned any time before that Vince has a car collection. We assumed that he did, but no. Him and Jay Leno, they they swap. And um, I kind of hated him a little bit more when he got out. When I realized that with a busted leg, there's no way that he's driving a stick, so he has an automatic Corvette. 
Uh, well, wait, which foot was it? Was it? It was his, his left, left foot. foot. There's no way you're working a crutch, a clutch for that. No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I, I'm not straight enough for this. I know. I looked at Eric expressly when <laughs> yeah, I was not going to look. I Thank drive you. a stick, and I yeah, my car is still a stick, although I'll probably get rid of it at some point. Hey, I drive a stick, too. Anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> Honey, uh, the size of a pencil? No, 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 no. Uh, he has a donut. That, a great touch. Yeah. Great touch. Yeah. And he's welcomed there by the Stooges who help him in, but it's not long before Austin arrives in a cement truck. Wow. Holy, I wrote, come on. Like, it's just like, Austin's like, what is bigger than a Zamboni? Hmm. I don't care. I yeah. wrote, where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> I, I, it's honestly so believable to me that like, he is like, he is like the Bernie Sanders of the blue collar world. And he can just literally tap his connections. He's sending text messages like, we need your help. Do you have a cement truck you can donate? I'll send right, you a the sticker. Te- the Teamsters are like, uh, come on in. I left the keys yeah, in the dash. Not even, not even. He is on his way to the studio, passes a work site. It just looks at the cement mixer and is like, I'm going to need that. Yeah, but I think he looks at the guys who are No, there. no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like, it's just like, oh yeah, stone cold. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. They have they do like the weird like uh he see, he looks for like the hobo carvings on the side of the road and then he, <laughs> he sees it's a safe house and he pulls over, bars or cement truck. Yeah, as these is people the code. are polite. Yeah. Um and I, I like was it Michael Cole who was interviewing him in the cement truck? I think uh, so. yes. Yeah. So Michael Cole tries to interview him and Austin goes all right, now get out of here. I, I need to check my equipment. And I was like, oh, safety first. Whoa, I like to check his equipment. <laughs> like, uh, Austin has a safety checklist. Like, okay, we just got to make sure. Like, we are not going to fill any cars until we are positive that this truck is, you know, clean to go. I, I just remember at some point, and maybe I'll, I, when this was happening, I did not like it as much as I'm liking it now. Mm-hmm. Like, as like a little kid. There was like, there's like a sense of justice in me and things that also like were not. Like was not put off by Austin in a lot of ways sure. because it's he's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's vindictive. Like and he's he's like uh, over- he does not seem like a nice person. It's not about like his version of justice is very punitive, and yeah. that's you know he is every person that your mother ever warned you about. Yeah, yeah, and also he's just like uh, he's just well, like- not every person that Bobby's mom warned him about. <laughs> Bobby's mom had a long list yeah, of warnings. We- <laughs> He, Bobby knows how not to get like kidnapped. Or you pull by, out the brake lights. Somebody in a car. <laughs> yeah, you pull out the brake lights from the trunk. So that way they get pulled over by the cops and they make a lot of noise. What? Your parents didn't go over this with you since you were four? Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, so I was put off by it. And I think at some point there is going to be a point, I think, where Austin kind of becomes a caricature a little bit. But right now, there's just nothing more magnetic. There's nothing more charismatic. There's nothing more fucking sexy than like. Austin right now, like just like uh, with like blood dripping out of his mouth, like uh, he's just like he's he's getting one over and he's clever and he's one step ahead. And it's so fun to watch. And what does he do? Well, he takes that cement mixer. He opens it up, which honestly, I was fascinated watching the cement mixer kind of like it's like so ASMR. It really was soothing. And also, again, the tension and the pacing of this scene is, again, the kind of thing you don't see. Day and like it's those little flourishes and the touches. windows. The windows are up. It was so. like an episode of How Does This Get Made? The, the cement oh. mixer unfurls its flap and then fascinating, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, the windows up actually was a Bruce Pritchard idea because it's a convertible and obviously it's not as fun just to watch it like fill and spill it. They wanted it to, to burst. Yeah. Um, and they didn't want to put the top up because they had to get the cement in. So what they did is so Bruce was like put up the the windows and everyone's like that's fucking stupid. Why would you have a top down and windows up? But 
the effect on TV was great. Nobody cared. Yeah, like, yeah nobody was like, was oh, amazing. why is he driving with the... W-? No, no one was thinking that ever. But I could see how that meeting happened. I could see someone was like, that's stupid. But on TV, it looked fucking great. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to say, like, eh, it's kind of weird to have, you know, windows up with a top down. But you know what? Seeing that that glass shattering, awesome. Um, I also want to just point out that this is another union job being done by a contractor. <laughs> So like I know I know we think that Austin is a working man, you know, working man hero, but he's also a bit of a scab. <laughs> Who is responsible for cleaning up all that cement? Mankind. So the car with the cement in it still hardened was um kept at the WWE TV studios for a long time. I don't know if it's still there, but it was for a long time full of cement sitting outside. Which I think it's pretty dope. That's, That's awesome. pretty cool. It, it was actually being shot for um, bad dudes, the, the, the video game. <laughs> the one where the president is kidnapped yeah. by ninjas? Are you a bad enough dude? Because wasn't that in the, the, the in-between scenes where you have to like beat up a truck, beat up a car? I think you've brought this up before, but beat up a oh, car yeah, that means always reach a street fighter. Yeah, I guess it's Street Fighter. Never mind. Also, I can't for the next Fast and Furious when The Rock has to physically pound through concrete to drive that car. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock and John Cena. Ooh, stop it. So Austin, Austin talks about Austin 316 construction, Ugh. which I assume is the one that's giving him insurance. <laughs> Someone's got it. Uh, so this is the this is the next is this the next uh, the next episode. We're still on the same episode. This is the last episode. There were only three raws yeah. in between the pay per views this time around. So this is where um, where Vince comes out and and confronts Austin and brings up and my rectal area. Well, first he comes out with like three police officers and two dogs that are barking furiously at yeah. Austin the entire time. How confused were those dogs? They look, I, they must have been. They've so got to be like um, Hollywood dogs. You know what I mean? Like I feel like. Oh, they... so you mean they like stuck up and like, <laughs> only eat at like good restaurants? I know. They're Instagram influencers now. Actually, uh, check them out. They they're actually very prob- problematic. <laughs> those. Those dogs don't look up their old tweets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> shitty dogs in in Hollywood. Guys, I don't I don't really want to say this, but it's been 22 years since this aired. Those dogs are dead. Wow. Honestly, I'm not upset. <laughs> wow. They are they are problematic dogs. This just in Eric has been dropped by his talent agency. <laughs> <laughs> the the pathos on Vince's face, the the anguish that's going on, and I love how he starts off with. Because of you, Undertaker and Kane crushed my ankle, not taking any responsibility for any of his actions on his own. This is all Austin. Every single piece of misery that has happened to this man in the past year has been all Austin and none of it him. I mean, he is truly the, the Mr. Wilson to Austin's Dennis the Menace. <laughs> One's blonde. The other one is it's literally the same. That's Tom honestly Pepper. just like a, that's the Camp WWE, WWE story. It's like the junior, like the Muppet Babies version of Austin versus Vince. It's just Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Aw, and that's our guests for today. <laughs> the dogs are here. See, that's a sign. That's a sign from the dogs above. I'm telling you Wait, um, so from my in, tarot in, episode. In Camp WWE, does Austin have hair? I don't even want to think about. I, I, I don't even think it's on there. I'm okay. saying this right now, and I want it on the record that I will never do a deep dive of Camp WWE for this fucking podcast don't worry, or Aaron anything I else can. ever. <laughs> I flat out refuse. Uh, I would love to talk about the um the, the the exchange where Austin says something about how like he doesn't have the balls 
to do, I, I think, to fire uh, Austin or whatever. Vince doesn't have the balls to fire Austin. And Vince's comeback is, I've got balls the size of grapefruits. It's and real- you're going to be picking <laughs> seeds out of your teeth. It's some real noodles what? and beef shit right there. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> I want to give you a fucking glad media award for that reference and your allyship at this time. What's it from? Eric, I, I mean, the amount of explaining I'm going to have to do. I mean, Aaron, I, I can cut it out. Uh, so or do okay, it as quick as possible. Okay, so uh, there's th- this guy named Noodles and Beef who has like a stable of dudes and they do a lot of like puppy play, right? Yeah, so that's but- all. He's the master. He has like a like a little litter, I guess you would say. Um, And basically, though, his big his whole thing is they're gainers. They're about like getting bigger and bigger and bulkier. And but they also like shoot silicone into their bodies to like look like almost like um have you ever seen those like uh gay japanese kind of like huge muscly men cartoons like uh drawings and illustrations mm. they look insane and they shoot this silicone into their genitals they look comically like anime style insane and so more than one person ha- of course no real doctor will do this. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, this is all allegedly. Uh-huh. Uh, this is no one's been uh, convicted by a jury of their peers. Uh, so just as all allegedly. Uh, so more than one person has died from poisoning from bad silicone being shot into their body where it is not supposed to be. Uh, and he's like a real like crazy, like psychologically manipulative, abusive person when the making the murderer comes out for this it's going to be the most riveting television that has ever been produced i'm surprised aaron that this reached you i really feel this was like strictly a a uh, queer media thing and like I, I i knew very few straight people who had any it's so it's like so niche it's and it's a wild story i read the links that you and nate sent to oh, me just so you know. <laughs> i did because i think i was like you guys this is the most insane thing i've ever seen oh maybe i just didn't click on that <laughs> i would do a deep dive episode on that before <laughs> camp wwe okay i mean when you said it's a real news and beef i was like oh yeah you mean because none of it makes any sense like <laughs> what do you mean like like you're gonna oh yeah yeah i get jokes too yeah sure well, no, because it's. I'm like, are does that mean that you're gonna be eating my balls and you're gonna <laughs> pick the seeds from my balls out of your? T- Nothing makes sense. Yes, but it's great. Yes, no, I have enormous testicles that you are going to chew on, and then pick the the also the remnants. Once of you it. get through that really tough rind and the pith, I mean, like grapefruits are really hard to peel, guys. I love how he says, um. I will never play polo again. Like the most rich guy thing ever. I'll, or I'll never, I'll never dive into my money bin. Or I'll never <laughs> kick my servants again whenever they don't bring me my morning grapefruit. Well, you know, he has to keep up his croquet game. <laughs> right. He was like, he's like, I'll never be in another athletic competition. Like, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm 40. I don't know what athletic competitions I enter <laughs> at this point. And he's like, what? 10 years older than me at this point. You do half marathons, Eric. Don't sell yourself short. I, I, okay. Also, so I do that. If anybody is truly doing a noodles and beef, it is Vince McMahon. He's straight up injecting silicone into his body. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Parody. Uh, and so we end. Uh, there's a, a bunch more that happens on this episode that we'll get into more when we talk about um, next week on our um, Judgment Day episode. But then the last thing we just. We've got mankind around the car, digging in, trying to get some things for Vince McMahon. It's like, get his briefcase. He's like, I'm going to try to get the keys. 
God with damn Mr. it, Mr. Sacco on. Yeah, it's so good. It's all just so good, and I I loved um the and I think it was that last episode where they announced that it was going to be the tag team match of Austin and the Rock versus Taker and Kane. When that was one of those weeks. Yeah, but I just can't believe. That's a fucking match on Raw. On Could you imagine Raw. turning on Raw and seeing Austin and The Rock versus Kane and The Undertaker on free ass television? No, you got to wait until you're in Saudi Arabia for that. Boy, <sighs> woof. That was a low note. We were having such a good time, Aaron. <laughs> well, let's, let's not end balls. on. Let's not end on that. Um, final thoughts on this one here. I mean, I mean, this is an insane thing to look back at. These are three weeks of just free-ass television in a row with some of the most legendary segments we've ever seen. And as we've discussed with just like care and nuance and attention to detail that really make these things sing. And with care and nuance that they weren't really giving to the pay-per-view at this no, point. No, which if you, when you hear our uh, Judgment Day episode, you'll get lots of that. Yeah, um, the last, this is our third one, right? Our third deep dive? Yeah. Yeah. So the last two, I think, were like problematic in nature and we yeah. had to like discuss shit. Um, so this was a very nice palate cleanser. It was like, I was like, oh, this is just like fun story, like getting to see like the the myth the mythos being built. I was very pleasantly surprised for it, um, compared to the other ones, because I was like, okay, there was some ableism, but other other than that, most of it was like pretty good. Yeah, it was all in good fun. Yeah. And I'll tell you next, the next deep dive that we do, we're going to have uh, a little bit from both worlds on that one. Ooh, ableism and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and blackface. But before we get to that, we got another episode coming up next week. Join us for our Judgment Day in your house episode. We'll see you there.